ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Yes, indeedy duty. This is the WCHL podcast. I am the commissioner, Christopher Perry, and on the other end of the line is my very best friend in all the world, the number one man at the Oklahoma City, City of Oklahoma City Parks and Recreation Department, Quinceanera Scheduling Department, that is, <laughs> Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, say hello to the masses. Yo, yo, yo. Andrew, how are you on a fine Wednesday evening tonight? You know what? I am fantastic. I'm yeah, we were just talking uh, before we hit record. It's apparently snowing here in uh, central Oklahoma. There are. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a white Valentine's, maybe. So, uh, at yeah. least for a day or I'm, two. I'm, I'm sitting here in my office. I got the blinds open. I'm sitting here watching it snow like crazy. Yeah, can't can't beat this, can you? Talking a little bit of good hockey, yeah. Yeah, for that. two for two non hockey guys, that's not that's not bad at all. Not bad yeah. at all. Good little good little setup. Well, Andrew, hey, listen, uh, let's let's just jump right to it. It's uh, February the eighth. We're recording this on the uh, evening. And earlier today, the ACHA Men's Division One put out their uh, latest ranking, ranking number fourteen, and seven. Count them seven. WCHL teams find themselves in the top 25 of this recent, of the most recent ranking. That is impressive. That is impressive. That's, and you got one conference has almost one third of all the spots in the in the uh, ranking period. Pretty impressive. And you got one team that's just barely on the outside of that top 25, knocking on the door, right? There so. we go. Yeah, we almost have we almost have the corner of the market on it. I like it. Uh, yeah. UNLV is number four, Central Oklahoma number six, Arizona number 16, Utah number 17, Arizona State 19, Grand Canyon is now number 20, and the Missouri State Ice Bears make an appearance late in the season in the rankings at the number 24 spot. They're they're working their way back up there. And then, as Andrew just alluded to, just outside the rankings, Colorado State is number 27. Colorado is 32 by the computer's eyes, and Oklahoma is number 39. So, uh, not too shabby. Seven out of 25. I'm not a mathematician. I'm not a hockey guy. What we got to figure out what it is I am, Andrew, because um, I'm not a hockey guy, and I'm not a mathematician, and I'm not a podcaster. So uh, <laughs> throw, that, throw that E up next to this episode, and I'll tell you exactly. <laughs> want to hear <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe i don't want to hear it <laughs> we'll get the unvarnished truth with an e huh oh boy thanks uh, what a good friend you are this has hey. been the wchl podcast thank you andrew goodbye <laughs> yeah see you i'll later. just yep, here we'll just hit the uh, get out of here music and <laughs> see you later all right no oh, geez okay andrew number so minot oh. is still the number one team in the nation adrian is still number two Ohio and Nevada, Las Vegas flip-flopped from three and four. Ohio is now three. UNLV is four. Liberty is now five. Then six, seven, eight, and nine all stayed the same with Central Oklahoma, Indiana Tech, Jamestown, and Grand Valley State. Ten and 11 flipped. Maryville and Pittsburgh. Maryville is now 10. Pitt is now 11. 
12, 13 stayed the same, Illinois State and Niagara. And then we had a little bit of jumble with the Arizona Calvin Lawrence Tech cluster. Calvin is now 14, Lawrence Tech 15, Arizona 16. Utah is all on their own on an island at number 17. And then Stony Brook is 18, Arizona State 19, Grand Canyon 20. And then, yeah, what? let's see here. The last five are Purdue Northwest, Indiana, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Dearborn, Missouri State, and Oswego State. Yeah. So we need we need Arizona and Utah to bump up there a little bit so they – they're not in danger of missing out on nationals here coming up pretty quick. We do. Well, hey, you know what? That's that. Thank you, thank you. That's a, that's a great little segue. Let's talk about that, Andrew, because um, right now, if nationals were to be held today, uh, there would be three teams that get bumped out of the national tournament, and it's eighteen Stony Brook, nineteen Arizona State, twenty Grand Canyon, and that's because there's a Philadelphia League a Pittsburgh league and a New York league that are all going to have auto bids that eat up spots for nationals. Yeah. Which, which is just, in my opinion, it is, but it's also, you know, Andrew, I've got to be politically correct. I I realize that's, this is not the, you know, we were just talking about what I'm not. And usually what I'm not is not politically correct, but I you know I can't I can't call it the it's, crappy Philadelphia League like I have in the past. I can't call it the terrible New York League like I have in the past. It's it's February. Are you are you going back on your New Year's resolutions or what? <laughs> no, I mean, it's probably because I'm going to yeah. see these guys in like a couple of weeks. I don't want to get beat up. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Hey, Navy, the high flyers from Navy, the midshipmen, they have won the regular season. They're the regular season champion for the ECHA. Otherwise known as that Philadelphia League. Um, So they have earned their spot to go to nationals. Then if you look over at the uh, uh, crappy uh, Pittsburgh League, Indiana, Pennsylvania, who is a tough team to play. They came to play the Oklahoma teams last year, and they're a tough little team to play. But they're, they're outside the top 20. And then Oswego State, who um, is leading currently the Northeastern Collegiate League, which is that terrible league out of New York. They're number 25. So what that means is um, Navy, Navy's ranked number 26. So Navy's going to bump somebody. Whoever wins the CHMA out of Pittsburgh will bump somebody, and whoever wins the NECHL will bump somebody. So right now, the, the bumps are Stony Brook, Arizona State, and Green Canyon. And you know what that does for our matchups? That, get, that means number one, Minot, would play the winner of, how would you like this to be, a, yeah, they play the winner of Arizona versus Utah. Oh. Yeah, a conference game. Yeah. yeah. The, those teams all have already met four you, times. Yeah, on the West Coast, and then all of a sudden brought to you on the East Coast by. Yeah, yeah. by Flow Hockey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we got oh. to go all the way to Boston just to play another conference game. One one game at nonetheless. Oh. Number two, Adrian would play the winner of Lawrence Tech at fifteen and IUP at eighteen. Ohio would play the winner of Calvin Oswego State the third uh, the fourteen nineteen game. UNLV would play the winner of Niagara versus Navy. That'd be that'd be not bad. Then we get yeah. Liberty versus Illinois State, Central Oklahoma versus Pitt, Indiana Tech versus Maryville, Jamestown versus Grand Valley State. So. <laughs> Some intriguing, not not as intriguing as they were, but there there's still some decent little matchups in there. Central Oklahoma versus Pitt would be a good little game. UNLV versus game. Uh, Niagara, I think, would be a good little game. Uh, Minot versus the winner of Arizona Utah. 
it could be. We'll see, depending on if the goaltender is, uh, for, for the Western Collegiate League survivor, is standing on their head. But, uh, yeah, that would just suck to go all that way to play in a play-in game on a Thursday, and it's a conference game. Right, and then you got to... Yeah, then make your way all the way back. Yeah, that would not be fun. Yeah, and your and your prize for winning that conference game, number one, my not, my not. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, you're right. We hope that Arizona can uh, can bump up a little bit and uh, get out of danger. We hope that Utah can also bump up a little bit and get out of danger. And uh, here's here's the thing, Andrew. Um, and then we we, we Commissioner Moran. I, you know, I probably ought to give him a little bit more credit than uh, I give him a lot of credit, but um, he and I were talking last night as we were putting together the presser uh, for today for the rankings. And I said, don't you think you want to do some uh, management of expectations by telling folks, you know, who, which conferences are rewarding their auto bid to the playoff champion and which conferences are just giving it to the regular season champion. In the Western Collegiate Hockey League, the regular season champion gets the WCHL's auto bid. That's right. And that's what happened in that ECHA out of Philadelphia where Navy won. But there are one, two, three, four, five conferences, five out of the eight, that are going to give their auto bid to the playoff champion. And Andrew, we already know that there's in, in two, let's, well, so let's go through it. The Pittsburgh League, the CHMA. Uh, the Great Lakes League out of the Michigan area, MCH, which is my B conference, uh, the terrible New York League, NECHL, and then uh, <laughs> the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference. Yep, Those the one that just rolls right off your tongue there. That's right, the whack. Um, they, uh, they, all five of those folks give their auto bids to the playoff champion. It won't be a problem. For say the East, uh, um, say for the uh, uh, the Great Lakes League or uh, uh, Northeast, uh, yeah, I, I mean, or for the WAC or for the B Conference, if everything goes to chalk, because in the B Conference, for instance, it's what number eight Jamestown or number twelve Illinois State. Those are the two highest ranked teams. Right in the Great Lakes League, it's Adrian. If not Adrian, then it's number nine Grand Valley State. If not that, then Lawrence Tech, number fifteen. If any of those three win it, boom, we don't have any problems, no bumps. Um, same thing for the whack, uh, because that's uh, number seven Indiana Tech, and then if if not that, then it's number fifteen Lawrence Tech. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I, I already said Calvin is the other Great Lakes League, uh, not yeah. Lawrence Tech. So anyways, if those guys, if, if the winners of those playoffs are already in the top 20, there's not going to be an additional bounce. But, but, just like, you know, Cinderella in the NCAA basketball, March Madness, if a team gets on a, on a, on a heater and knocks off Adrian and knocks off. Yeah, some, then watch out, right? Yeah, and they're outside the top 20, then all of a sudden we're not losing. We don't have just three bumps. We have four, maybe five. We well, you could look, potentially have six. I mean, you look like there's a team down there at 23, uh, Michigan Dearborn. You know, uh-huh. they could get on a they could get on a heater and pull that thing out, right? And then there you go. It happened last year in the terrible Pittsburgh League, the CHMA, Robert Morris University, who was ranked somewhere in the 30s or no, they were in the 40s. They ended up beating Pitt. They upset Pitt in the championship game of the playoff. They won the auto bid 
Pitt yep. was already like number 11 or 12, so they were making it already. And uh, that extra spot bumped somebody. I forget who yeah. it was. It was yeah. probably Utah or Arizona State. Yeah, it's crazy. So I mean, there's a lot to keep an eye on there when those conference championships start happening, right? It is. It is. It is. Yeah. So we've got, uh, anyways, we've got three weeks left to play in the season. The last uh, games that count for the uh for this season will be february 26th and uh, all the playoffs all those conference playoffs that are awarding the auto bid to their playoff champion have to be completed by february 26th so like for instance that's where i'll be i'll be up in fremont nebraska for the mch playoffs <laughs> yeah i know laugh laugh you want <laughs> you, you don't want to go with you can't get that day no. off from uh from uh scheduling uh no. you know butterfly hunts and stuff no, no, we uh, we have an insect hunt going on that day. Can't make it. Sorry, <laughs> a praying mantis search, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, yep. thanks. So, anyways, hey, it's uh, it's 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 exciting times, and um, it's kind of wild. Um, I'm glad to see that Utah bumped up. You know, uh, we'll talk about their game results here in a second, but uh, they've you know, they're. They are 13, 10, and 1 on the season at Men's Division 1, and they are the second-ranked, or no, they're the third-highest-ranked 13-win team in the nation, you know, behind Arizona and Liberty. And, um, you know, that's that's not bad. It's good to see that they're getting rewarded. And yeah, I, don't, no. I don't think a lot of people are sad to see uh, that team that shall remain unnamed from Long Island. I don't mind. I don't think people are too sad to see them get bumped. Yeah, no, they can. Bye-bye, Felicia. <laughs> now, if ASU and Grand Canyon can make the jump, that might be a little too much to ask so late in the season, but it would be nice for them to jump up there as well. Yeah, and that's a tall task, but, I mean, two deserving teams in my opinion. Hey, Grand Canyon's got games coming up with UNLV. I think they have three games coming up with UNLV. ASU has a couple of games. Uh, I think they have two with uh, – uh, who am I thinking – Maybe they have it with UNLV. I know they have a couple with Arizona. Heck, they're playing Arizona right now, Andrew, as we speak. Here, let me let's let's have a live. Let me go to it. A live look in. Let me turn it on. Emerging for Arizona State as they'll get their own chance now on the power play. Oh, they will. Very good. That's Braden Shaw, a unique combination of size, speed, and skill for Arizona. Man, I'm telling you what, they're just giving it to the uh, – he's really pumping the tires there for that Braden Shaw, huh? <laughs> yeah, he is. All right, here, let's uh, – that, that was our good friend Niall Cooper who is on the call there for, uh, for Arizona State. Andrew, with um, 5.49 left to go in the first period, Arizona is now leading Arizona State by a score of 3 to nothing. Ooh. Yeah. Well, hey, we'll come back and we'll do some more little dip-ins and uh, – with yeah. with with uh, Nile and with his buddy Brett, and uh, we'll see what uh, if if anything changes. But uh, they've got uh, forty five minutes of gameplay left to go. They can the Arizona State can tie it up. They can they can yeah, come they can. back. They so. they've got some they've got some horses on that side. So they do they do, and they're playing at home. So yeah. All right, Andrew. Hey, let's get into it. Uh, this time last week, U of A and ASU they played uh, at the Mullet at the uh, Mullet Arena. The mullet. Can you believe it? That's the, the that's the new arena. <laughs> Had I been quicker on the on the fly, Andrew, I would have. I would have. I would 
I would have just dropped a little bee with some butthead or, there on you. Or, or every time we talk about the mullet, just you know, play a little Joe Dirte clip. You know, <laughs> I don't think I have any Joe Dirte. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, what what I do have is this. Here's a guy who, when he eats a lot, he takes a big dump later. Uh, there you go. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was my doctor. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyways, Arizona State in Arizona played their first ACHA game at the Mullet Arena, which is the brand new on-campus Arizona State hockey facility uh, that is being shared right now by the NCAA Arizona State team, as well as by the NHL Arizona Coyotes team. And... Uh, that game went to it, it, it. We were watching it while it was live on, uh, while Anita and I were doing our podcast. And Arizona State comes away with a five to four overtime win. It was a defense optional game, apparently. Yes, I mean, huge, huge second period by both teams. There five goals total in the second period. I mean, yeah. Holy smokes, Arizona, two for four on the power play. You know, not not too shabby. And then uh, Brendan Studioso uh, just completes his hat trick with an overtime winner, uh, chipped the puck out to himself, uh, intercepted a pass, and was on a breakaway. And uh, just that was that was the end of it with 2.28 left to go in the uh, in the period. So 2.32, I'm sorry, left to go in the period. So, yeah, a- ASU takes uh, takes – uh, and, and that by winning that game, Arizona State prevented U of A from winning this year's Cactus Cup, which is the cup awarded to the winner of the the series winner between the two teams. Right, because that thing has like a whole like owner's manual on you know the, how you can win it and yeah. pass it back and forth and all, and all of that. Right? Yeah, you have to it, it wins or wins or wins it doesn't count for shootouts or overtimes. It's a win and. Uh, it's it's weird how they do it, but they do it, and it works for them. So, yeah, that's all that matters, right? It's all that matters. So, yeah, okay. So, Arizona and Arizona State got things off on a Wednesday night with a uh, little conference game, and these are the two games last week at the Mullet, and this week at Oceanside. They're the two conference games at Arizona State um against Arizona that are counting in the conference they're the only two games I think where U of A has played at ASU this year the other six games have all been are all going to be done in Tucson yeah in those games in fact uh, the 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 games to date have not counted for conference standings but the last series in that last weekend in February that will count for conference purposes after uh beating Arizona in uh, the mullet ASU got on a Little jet plane hopped and skipped 45 minutes over to the left coast, and then they went and beat up on San Diego State. Oh, poor was, hapless a, San Diego State! It, it was a beating for sure. Andrew, the the final score in the game, well, the final score in both games, it was 12 to two on Friday night and eight to three on Saturday night. Andrew, yep. I turned the game on on Friday night, and it was already like seven to one. So seven goals in the first period. It was insane. Arizona State just came out on fire, and poor San Diego State. Um, They're just up against it. There's a lot of stuff going on there, whether it's not having the players, not having – well, they just don't have the players. Yeah. And and they just can't. They're playing with a Division Two team, and not a good Division Two team, but an average Division Two team. And they're playing. They don't have the depth. They don't have the talent. 
and apparently they don't have a backup goaltender. Uh, yeah. Because the this poor guy Parks Owenby Owensby number thirty one played in the first period, let in seven goals, uh, or played. Yeah, the, and then and then got replaced by his backup for the rest of the period. And then came back in for the remainder of the game, and then and then let in another what three? In the, yeah, in the third, like holy moly! Yeah, it's, I mean, Arizona State six goals in the first twelve minutes of the game. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what what, what do we? Yeah, what do we got for shots here? For they had 20, 35 plus twelve, 47 shots to eighteen. Yeah, uh, no, forty to twenty. It, it was so so lopsided; it wasn't even funny, right? Yeah, I mean, you you got to. This is San Diego State's first season at Men's Division One. They're up against it. They've got a a a, a bill that's uh, that's that's preventing them. A California state bill that prevents them at certain times from traveling out of state to certain other states if you're if they're using state funds. Really? Yeah, so it's come back to kind of nip them here that lately. They're not going to be able to – this week they're supposed to play at Grand Canyon. They're not going to be able to honor those games. Um, in two weeks they're supposed to be at Utah. They're not They're not going to be able to honor those games. They're Thursday, tomorrow, they're supposed to be playing at Arizona State at Oceanside. They can't play that game because this California law says that if you're using state funds to travel, you can't travel to these states. So really? Yeah, so it's a weird thing. Yeah, I wonder what the deal is there. Yeah, I, it's just politics, right? I mean, it's <laughs> it's goofy, and uh, I'm I'm told that they're going to get that situation resolved, so it won't come back and get them in future seasons. But meanwhile, it's just a season of misery for San Diego State and ASU oh, yeah. piled onto it. I mean, yeah, they did. Like take a, take a pile of this, right? And, yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, th- think about it. I mean. San Diego State started the season. They had started the spring semester. They had Colorado come down, and Colorado just no Grand Canyon came down, and Grand Canyon just smeared them. Yep. And then they had Utah come down, and Utah smeared them. And then San Diego State was able to travel to Colorado, but they got smeared by Colorado. And then they come back home, and Arizona State's there to just wipe them into the mat. <laughs> yeah, like. Call crawl, uncle. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Good grief. So, I mean, it's a it's a sucky situation that San Diego State finds themselves in. It's a like I said, a season of misery. Hopefully, they're going to get it out of their system this year, and in future seasons, they won't be experiencing anything like this. Right, make be a little competitive and move forward. Right, and truth be told, maybe not playing. San Diego State is going to help Arizona State, Grand Canyon, and Utah in the rankings because San Diego State right now is number sixty-seven. Is it? I yeah. Think it's good. Let me look really quick. I thought they were sixty-seven. Uh, no, sixty-five. Hey, they moved up. They hey. were sixty-seven, but still, you, by just by playing them, you're going to be penalized unless yeah. unless you pound them into oblivion, like Arizona State did. But yes. Still, I mean you're. Better off just avoiding that situation altogether. And Utah's fighting for a spot at Nationals. Grand Canyon's trying to get into a spot at Nationals. Arizona State trying to get into a spot at Nationals. And they don't need to be dragged down by the anchor right now that is, unfortunately, San Diego State. So Yeah. Anyways, ASU, it's point night. They scored 20 goals in two games. So uh, power to ASU. And, uh, hey, they three games in four days. That's not bad. They come away with three dubs. Not bad at all. 
Colorado also stepped out of conference. They flew up to Eugene, Oregon to take on the Mighty Ducks of uh, the University of Oregon. Colorado comes away with two one-goal victories, winning on Friday night by a score of 3-2 to two and winning on Saturday by a score of 2-1. to one. Two to one. I'm telling you what, Andrew. I, I I'm going to ask you this, even though I know the answer. Did you watch any of the games? I did. It, well, tell me about that Friday night game. <laughs> it was a great back and forth battle. You know, it, neither team wanted to give an inch. You know, <laughs> hard, hard hitting. You know, fast paced back and forth. Great hockey. Andrew, you are the living definition of Chat GBT. You are the artificial intelligence. I just <laughs> give you a formula, and you just rattled off a nice summation for us right How there. That, that was awesome. How about that? See you there. Not well, a hockey guy, though. You're you're the master of BS, is what you are. hundred percent. <laughs> hey, that's, that's why you and I get along so well. <laughs> <laughs> the Friday night game was a two to two game late into the third, and Colorado scores. With 21 seconds left to go in the game, 31 seconds left to go in the game, to just break all the hearts in Oregon and uh, secure the dub for for Colorado on Friday night, and then they had to hang on for dear life. They scored two first period goals in uh, on Saturday. No, I'm sorry, they scored a goal in the first, a goal in the second on Saturday. And uh, they had to hang on because about halfway through the third, Oregon scored a goal. Here, here comes Oregon, right? And yeah. they they tried their damnedest to uh, to tie it up. They but uh, they ran out of time. So Colorado gets two W's out of Oregon, and that's I think at the time it was like thirty one playing thirty three. So that's probably appropriate. So it's good to see uh, Colorado getting some W's and uh, Liam O'Gwen for Colorado's. Uh, he was in net both nights for the Buffs. Got both of the uh, both the wins. Oregon has a has. How about this, Andrew? You, I bet you didn't know this. Oregon has a goaltender that used to play at Ohio last year. Really. His name is the server. I think it's Matthew Server. Matthew Server, number 41. There you go. He was at Ohio last year, and he has decided to head west, and he's now playing for the Ducks. Huh. He, poor guy still can't find the real OU, can he? <laughs> he's, he's dead. We know where he'll be next. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's slowly circling, slowly circling. You know that you know. Surprisingly enough, that that Oregon team—they're not a bad little team if they could just find some offense, right? Find some they, offense, and yeah, and then they they just need to sustain their their success. They're for a first year team playing in the uh, in the mid in the low to mid thirties uh, ranking wise. Yeah, they're they're doing they're not bad. Yeah, not bad. They you know they do struggle to score goals and all that, but you know for the most part, you know my memory serves me. They. They've been blown out a couple times this season, but for the most part, they they've kept the games pretty close, right? They have, they have indeed. Yeah. Yep. So, so they're, they they came down and uh, participated in that battle at the edge against yeah, uh, the great the great Perry shootout. Yeah. <laughs> they played Central Oklahoma and they played Oklahoma, I believe, and they played. Was it Midland? I think it was Midland. I was going to say. I was going to say Midland. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they did. They did pretty well. Or maybe, maybe it was Illinois State. I forget. Who knows? The Great Perry Shootout. <laughs> Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain there. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, Colorado gets out of there with two W's and represents the WCHL very well. So, uh, appreciate that. Heads up. Uh, in, in, uh, we're going to send a, a nice thank you card to Coach Benny Toller and his crew of buffs. That's right. 
All right. Then after that, the other team that stepped out of conference last week was Central Oklahoma. They drove up I-44 to go to the Maryville University Hockey Center to go take on the Saints of Maryville University, coached by our friend John Hogan, former Arizona Wildcat. And um, that was a, it was kind of an interesting weekend for UCO and Maryville. On Friday night, UCO got thumped by a score of 6-1, yes. to one, and it was not that close. No, it was not close at all. They, you know, they waited halfway through the third period to score a goal, you know, so. Yep. And then uh, the next night, they uh, brought out the goals and just returned the favor and smacked Maryville upside the head by a score of eight to nothing. Yeah. I mean, quick goals. I mean, shorthanded six minutes in to start it, you know, and then they jumped off quick in the second period there. And then third period, you know, 34 seconds in. Quick, quick goal there. So yeah, they were they were back to the UCO that we are norm to see, right? Yeah, can makes you wonder a little bit what's going on, and um, you know, just makes you uh, hope that they're able to you know get the inconsistencies figured out for both teams. Uh, but right. since this is the WCHL podcast, we really got to focus on Central University of Central Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's. Uh, what, what stood out to you, Andrew? They, uh, well, you know, I think you nailed it. The the inconsistency, you know, they they just get shellacked on Friday night, and then Saturday they come around like gangbusters and and look like the UCO of old, right? Yep. So, I mean, that's the big thing. Well, what they, what, uh, what stood out to me was two things. Uh, on Friday night, UCO took about a half dozen penalties, and Maryville ended up scoring two power play goals off those chances. On Saturday, UCO took one penalty. And they played a very disciplined game. Now, granted, it was probably the second day of, you know, game two in two days. And the officials probably wanted to get the heck out of Dodge and not call any penalties. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was 5 nothing at the end of the at the end of two periods. So, yeah, you know, it was why, why call anything unless it's, you know, unless you're going to draw blood. Right. But uh, so that was the first thing. UCO was a lot more disciplined on Saturday, and then the other thing I noticed was um, this: is just me, since I'm the poor sob that has to put uh, names and <laughs> stuff into the score sheet into the system. There was a the bench looks like it got shortened up on Saturday versus uh, the UCO bench got shortened on Saturday versus Friday night. So yeah, there, there's a couple names missing off that that lineup sheet. So don't know if that was injury related. Don't know if that was, um, you know, some sort of a sickness or if that was just a, a strategic type of a, a thing on the coach's part. But, uh, you know, maybe playing with a smaller crew is what they needed in order to fly a little better. Yeah, wake some guys up maybe. The, uh, and, hey, and Maryville's not a bad little team up there either, right? So You know, Maryville's, Maryville's good. They're, they're not as good as they think they are, but they're good. Yeah, they're good. You know, they're they're not great, but they're they're a decent little team. So you know, yep. you definitely gotta, you know, they they kind of fit that bill that we talk about a lot. You know, you got to be ready to play them, and if you're not, you're gonna get snake bitten. And that's what happened on Friday. I mean, yep. UCO got snake bit because Maryville was chomping at the bit and ready to play them. Yep, they're ready to prove like, hey, we are as great as we think, right? And, yeah. Well, and and hey, I mean, the, Maryville was coming off; they got waxed. Um, in game two down at Missouri State the week before, right? They they came out, thumped Missouri State on Friday, and then Missouri State just, you know, around. yeah, beat them upside the head yep. on Saturday. So Maryville was uh, motivated and um, 
So anyways, that was kind of interesting. Six and 11 play one another, and they both win, and they win big. A five-goal difference and an eight-goal difference. So anyway, Central Oklahoma and Maryville uh, split on the weekend. Hey, after that, Andrew, we had two conference series. Missouri State came down to, uh, I was going to say the Blazers Ice Center, but they came down to the (laughs) Arctic Edge Ice Arena to take on the Oklahoma Sooners. And then UNLV went to Utah to go play... um, to go play the skating Utes. Yep. Uh, where do you want to go first? Let's go to Oklahoma first. Yeah, let's do Oklahoma. Missouri State comes to Oklahoma and takes away two dubs, a four to one win on Friday and a four to two win on a four to two win on Saturday. Yep. Um, uh, Andrew, did you see any of those games? I did not see any of those games, but I did see that um, Missouri State did something pretty cool. They had a dad's weekend. i I thought that was pretty cool you know i saw a picture come across on on social media where they had a picture of the dads all lined up there in the stands with warm-ups going on in the background so yeah yeah pretty pretty cool little thing to try to get going i think there was a couple of cool things that happened Uh, and you you hit on one of them missouri state did do a dad's weekend they brought about uh a dozen dads down on the bus and uh yeah gave them all replica jerseys and uh it was pretty sharp and uh oklahoma on friday night brought out the uh national champion oklahoma softball team to drop the puck and you know make this starting lineup announcement and all that jazz so that uh, those two things a bunch of uh crazy missouri state hockey dads and a bunch of uh, oklahoma sooner softballers and softball fans packed the place on friday night and then um and then saturday the commissioner was in town and he he made an appearance and uh so everybody was left i mean there was nobody there on saturday (laughs) just 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 as a seat night uh, (laughs) yeah there was just flies fly and and the 12 hockey dads from missouri state (laughs) they couldn't get away yeah but no it's it's cool that both programs are uh are getting that kind of support right yeah, so, I, yeah. I, I had the pleasure of uh, meeting a couple of the hockey dads. Uh, one in particular, the father of number three, Sam Frederick, uh, met him. He's a, I don't know if he's a loyal podcast listener, but he's listened to the podcast at least once, um, the one with his son on it. And um, he was, uh, apparently he was given the honor of uh, providing the pregame announcement for the Missouri State locker room. Uh-huh. And yeah, I, I, you know, I've, I've, uh, it's, we would need an E, we would probably need another double E, uh, on the uh, broadcast <laughs> in order to, uh, to, to convey that. But, uh, it was, uh, he did a really good job and he got him yeah. fired up. He got him fired up. Let's, let's, well, I think it's fair to say, Andrew, that the hockey dads had themselves a great time. Yeah, that's, and that's what the, that's what they're there for. That's what they're supposed to do. Right. They came down, they supported their, uh, they supported their boys, and they supported the team, and the team got out with two Ws. Yeah. I think the way I understand it, and I could be wrong on this, and I'm sure the 11 listeners out of Springfield will, will correct me, but the way I understand it is they're alternating between the Division One and the Division Two, uh, the Division Three programs at Missouri State, the dad's years and the mom's years. And so this year, Division One did the dad's weekend, in division three is having like a mom's day or a mom's weekend where they're bringing them, you know, out to the spa and then bringing them to a home game there in yeah. Springfield. 
next year it's going to flip next year division three will have the the dad's weekend away and division one will have the moms come in it would, it would be interesting to hear the moms fire up the boys before the game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they'd probably be a lot more effective. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Hey, I tell you what, if my mom got in there and, uh, man, she would, she would light a fire under people and she, yeah. she would put people to shame. We would need four or five E's, Andrew, if my mom yeah. got in there. I'm telling yeah. you what. Uh. Uh, awesome. Brenda, awesome. My, my dear sweet mother, um, <laughs> she, uh, she was well-versed in the art of the, uh, of, of the extreme vernacular. <laughs> that was awesome. God love her. Oh, uh, so anyways, Hey, Oklahoma loses both games. Um, and, and they're just, you know, unfortunately, their their tough season continues. It was uh, it was a senior night on Saturday. They did a very good job with the presentation for their six seniors that they have out there. But I mean, let's just face it. Um, this you know, Coach Arvanitas is in a tough spot. He is. He, he is. He's inheriting people, and they're they're not necessarily his guys. But you know, and they're not exactly the most talented group either. They're playing hard, and they're making everybody win. It's not like they're laying down or anything. Yeah, they're not laying down. They're they're keeping them close, right? I yeah. Mean, but I mean, he he needs to find some a goal or two goals a game is not gonna not gonna cut it for scoring. So and uh, you know the one thing that kind of sticks out to me is you know the offense scoring goals, but. But on the on the flip side of that, it seems like you know when you go through these score sheets and all that, you you can pick out a goal or two that's just kind of a backbreaker. That you know if that goal or two wasn't allowed, it would be a totally different ball game, right? It yep. would. Yep. And so it seems like, and that was kind of the plague, you know, for the past couple seasons is, you know, there it was always that they were in it, and then they had a a bad goal, and then it just kind of took the wind out of their sails. And things went further sideways than what they were. You know what I'm saying? You hit the nail on the head. That's almost exactly what happened on Saturday in the first period. Um, Missouri State was on, I think it was on a power play when they scored their first goal. Here, let me look really quick. Yeah, there it yeah, is, the power first, play goal. Yeah, their first two goals were power plays. And it was uh, it was tipped in. Uh, it was a, a, a deflected uh, puck off of a stick. Oklahoma was claiming it was a high stick. And um, the official, the on-ice referee, it was a three-man crew, went over and conferred with both of his linesmen. They both, uh, all three of them, I don't know if they said they didn't see it or if they didn't see a high stick, but the goal was allowed. I personally thought it, the, 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 it deflected off an Oklahoma player's stick, um, which might have been high. But, um, you know, needless to say, you, you hit the nail on the head. They, were, they felt aggrieved. And, um, you know, they've, they just got down in the dumps after that. Um, it was a, it was a tight game at that, up to that point. They scored, I think Oklahoma ended up scoring late in the first period to tie the game on a a nice, beautiful one timer by uh, number six, Brandon Reyes on, on senior night. Um, just, uh, you know, part of the frustration here in the ACHA is guys, they don't one time the, the the puck they you know they get it they accept the pass and it's that half second hesitancy that that's it's the second between putting the puck in the net and having it blocked by a, a defender or by a leg yeah. or by the goalie giving Some, him enough time to go get the puck yeah something getting in the way as opposed to just snapping it as soon as you get it and I'm telling you what Reyes snapped that puck it was a beautiful beautiful goal banged it right into the back of the uh, Missouri State net. 
to tie it up. But, uh, yeah, you could just tell that, you know, they were kind of down in the dumps, uh, Oklahoma was, after that first goal. They, they got back, and then they allowed another power play goal, and then after that it was just done. Yeah, just done, yeah. But Coach Arvanitas knows what he's doing out there. He'll he he'll motivate him. He'll he'll get him pointed in the right direction. There, that that's absolutely right. He's I give him credit. You know, I like to give him a lot of flack. He, he's a he's a <laughs> he's a great guy, and he's he's easy to tease, and he probably takes a little too <laughs> probably takes a little too personally, and I I don't mean to needle him too too personally, um, and I haven't you know in recent years, but. Uh, um, He's he's done a fine job, and I you yeah, know he's been he, dealt a a, a a tough hand, and he's played it as as well as he possibly could. He he's been he's been dealt a terrible hand, the uh, with relocation this season, yep, and yep. the roster, you know, just not having time to bring, not having a chance to bring some of his guys in, right? And yep. just kind of picking up where it was left off, and just kind of making the best of it, and yeah. It's yeah. I go I go way back with with Coach Arvanitas, and yeah, he, <laughs> he 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 deserves all the ribbing he can he can get, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because trust me, he's he's dealt it out over the years. So <laughs> yeah. As, as we're doing this, I'm looking at his bobblehead uh, from <laughs> yeah. his minor pro playing days. It's it's here on yeah. my here on my little uh, whatever you want to call it, the little desk armoire or whatever thing it is. Yeah. So yeah, we like to give him a hard time, uh, but. Okay. I used to have I used to have permanent bruises on my shins because <laughs> he would go out and invariably you'd be standing there doing something and he would be going out to uh to take the ice and you weren't paying attention and he would just crack you across the shins with his stick and a and it wasn't like a love tap it was like I'm going to try to break your leg in half and see if you can see if you can withstand it you know what I mean How tough a boy are you Oh every time he'd come by and it's just like oh my god man like what are you what are you doing to me you know yeah yeah well hey he's he's done well i mean the the game yeah. results haven't been there but the uh the the culture change is there and you can see it and i think the uh i think it's fair to say oklahoma has bottomed out and now under his uh his his tutelage they're they're on the way up again so i yeah, I, he, I'm, I'm, I have i have confidence good things are ahead for the sooners yeah, he'll he'll get it turned around up there for sure. Hey, the last series was out in Salt Lake City, UNLV, number three in the nation, taking on uh, Utah, who at the time was number eighteen. Utah is trying to get into the nationals mix. Utah uh, UNLV is trying to secure their spot in the top four. And on Friday night, UNLV just breaks nice. out the whooping stick and lays yeah, it to okay. Utah, six to one. Just, just worked them over, right? I oh mean. yeah, and late. You just it was. UNLV comes at you in waves, yeah, and they never let up. Yeah, that just poured it on and just never let up on Friday night. For yeah, sure. it was six to nothing. Utah got a late goal to make it. Uh, uh, well, I take it back. It was three three to nothing. Utah got a goal, and then UNLV got another three goals after that to make it six to one on Friday night. But hey, the big surprise Saturday night. Utah comes out and just absolutely opens up a can on UNLV. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Keeping uh, making it spicy out there, right? Utah wins the game five to one, and which is so surprising. They returned. It was a two to one game after two periods in Utah's favor, and three third period goals salts the game away. Just, I mean, two goals in the first eight minutes, nine minutes of the third period. 
And yeah, just tucked that baby away and, and ran home with it. So uh, Utah earns the split, and uh, UNLV surprisingly loses their first conference game of the season. That puts the conference race uh, at what UNLV did have the upper, the upper hand uh, over UCO in the conference race. We'll get to the standings here in a bit, but now with that loss, they've uh, now UCO and UNLV are still tied. They're basically on the same break, breakneck pace. Uh, to finish out the season at the uh, you know at the top of the conference, how, how about that? Insane, insane. Utah, you know, I think I think a wise man said, "Keep an eye on Utah, that they could they could make things interesting at the top there." <laughs> oh. Yeah, very good. Well, hey, it, it, I, I can tell I can tell you this from a commissioner's point of view. Um, well, I'm not going to say I was. I, I wasn't happy. I mean, I was surprised. Can't be happy, right? I mean, because I want both teams to do very, very well. Yeah. But uh, it made the commissioner's life a little bit easier from a uh, perspective of I don't have to listen to an awful lot of complaining about yeah. how the world is against Utah. <laughs> so, you know, they actually won a game and, uh, you know, they did very well. So uh, they, they, acqu- they acquitted themselves very, very well. I like it. Yeah, so that made my life a little easier. I did not have to explain how the rankings worked. <laughs> did not have to explain who was moving where. And uh, you know, and on the flip side of that, UNLV is just calm, cool. They're they're just cool characters. I mean, and Coach Greener, he knows what what he's got in his team. He knows that they're a good team. He knows they're going to be in the top four. Yeah, uh, he's he's like, hey, you know what? This uh, I, I haven't talked to him about this about the loss, but um, you know he's not one to uh, you know pick up the phone and uh, you know get out on the ledge and start you know threatening things. So um, yeah, that not, doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. There you go, there you go. A hockey guy, a huh. hockey guy. Yeah, imagine huh. that. Huh. Never haven't heard too many of them, huh? Nah, few and far between. All right, Andrew. Hey, let's hear a a button or two, a horn. And then we'll come back and we'll talk. Uh, we'll get some prognostications from Andrew. How does that sound? Ooh, sounds good. Here we go. Well, he was more than just a coach. Uh, he was really a teacher. Work that pump. That's the way I like it. What the hell? We... You gonna let him stand in here like a? Holy! Just because you look like the gimp don't mean you play like the gimp. Don't let him stand in here and punk you like you patting him on the legs. Give him the gourmet shot. Be a bad motherfucker. Here you go. Let's go. Like, none of these donkeys even dip, bro. These chumps even chew, bro. Like, none of these dunces ever had a dinger. These losers never had a lipper, bro. Like, chill out. Have a chop. Peace out. Have a pull. Have a hogger. Have a danger. Have a hammer. Say hello to Sergeant Spitter, boys. Here's a guy when he eats a lot, he takes a big dump later. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. All right, all right, all right. I was a little slow there on the take for the uh, Madden and the all right, all right, all right. But you know what? <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. So, uh, hey, Andrew, well, let me ask you this question. What's that? When we started the season, did you think that with three weeks to go in this regular season, that we were going to be basically virtually tied at the top of the WCHL standings? You know what? I, you know, 
I thought that it would come down to one or two key losses that would that would separate. I was going to say probably the top three teams. Yeah. Overall, the uh, it what, looks like it's going to come were, down to. Yeah. What were those three teams? Well, I was I you know I I honest to God I thought it was going to be UCO UNLV and Missouri State. Yeah. And then a combination of the rest of them underneath that, right? And, uh, you know, much to my surprise, it ended up, it's just going to be two teams more than likely at the remaining at the top of the heap here. And it may or may not come down to one or two key losses in conference play. Right. I'm telling you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's insane. Central Oklahoma is, is in the top spot right now with 39 points. They've lost one conference game. UNLV has played one last game than you, than central, and they're in second place with 36 points, just three points behind um, Central. And they also have just one conference loss. Utah has completed their conference play. They've played all 20 games. They finished the conference play with 29 points. Arizona State is, well, heck, they're playing right now. They're in fourth place with 27 points. Arizona's in fifth with 24. Then comes Grand Canyon and Missouri State. They're tied with 20. Oh, look at that. They're tied for six. The stupid commissioner did not write that down correctly. We need to fire that guy. He's a terrible oh. commissioner. Well, you know, I mean. Colorado State has uh, Colorado State has 19 points. They're in eighth place. Colorado 15 points in the ninth. And Oklahoma dragging up the rear with five points. Yeah, you know what I think of when uh, when I think of the commissioner, Andrew? Here we go. Here's, here's what I think of. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. Sir. See, that was that was my dean in college. They were telling me that. So the uh, but you know, I'm just looking at the uh, you know the rankings here, and mathematically, you know, I, it's everybody except for UCO and UNLV are pretty much eliminated out of this thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's. They, Let's see here. Uh, Arizona State has uh, 18 points, no, 15 points left to get. So they've got 40. They could get 42 yeah. points. Um, but if they're lose tonight, and here, hey, hold on. Let's have a live look in here. Right here. Let's dial in now. Cooper, hold on. Myers for the University of Arizona across the blue line. Myers. He has Lusby with him. Myers still on it. He'll back up. And now swing it back up to the point where he can drop it for Fisher. Fisher couldn't collect it, and he'll throw it down low. All right. Well, he's going to throw it down low. So right now, Andrew, with 14.48 to go in the second period, Arizona's leading Arizona State 4-1, to which if that's the case, I think that would officially eliminate Arizona State from contention, which would bring what you're saying uh, to be totally accurate. There's only two teams with a chance for the conference yeah, winner. You know, Technically, Arizona State's not out of it. I mean, you, Arizona or UCO and UNLV would have to lose out in conference play, and mm-hmm. I don't think that's—I don't think that's going to happen. So, nope, yeah, nope. yeah, just realistic looking at it, I think we have a two-race uh, or two-team race here, right? Yep. Central Oklahoma and Nevada, Las Vegas. Central Oklahoma has six games, six conference games left. UNLV has seven. They're going to, and they have that odd number because remember there was a game from October and November at Grand Canyon that was suspended due to some rink issues. Yes, that that, uh, that game will be uh, resumed um, next week. They're going to resume that that game next week and finish that game out on Thursday of next week. So, uh, so yeah, all right. So there we go. Central or UNLV, and uh, yeah, I guess. Um, 
we're going to see who's uh, who who takes it. And then I guess we'll have to. I've I've already dished it out to the folks um, in terms of. Uh, uh, I sent around an email to everybody about the tiebreaker. Um, how do we deal with you know tiebreakers and stuff uh, here in the WCHL and because I wanted to make sure that we everybody understood it. So in January, I sent it around, and we look at most league wins. Well, right now, they look like they're going to be tied for wins. And then a head-to-head win-loss record. Well, they haven't played head-to-head except for the one non-conference game that they had. So the, that, head, that head-to-head game won't count. Head-to-head goal differential, well, come on. I mean, they didn't play, so that doesn't count. Then we go to goal differential in all the regular season games. And right now... The goal differential is a plus uh, 46 for UCO and a plus 37 for um, UNLV. So UNLV is going to have to, uh, if they're going to, if we're going to break the tie based on goal differential for the auto bid, um, UNLV is going to have to do some catching up. Yep. What is it the hockey guys say? They're going to have to put the biscuit in the basket? Is that what they... Is that that, that how that goes? That's how I've heard hockey guys say that before. Since I'm not a hockey guy, I don't really know if that's accurate. So, All right. Well, hey, let's do a little uh, live uh, check-in really quick on uh, on Niall Cooper and Arizona State broadcast. Here, hold on. Hold on. Here we go. Manages to switch that one. Oh. Lowell now. Lowell across to Molko. A beautiful pass from Lowell, and Malko couldn't settle that puck down. Otherwise, a great scoring opportunity for him. Wow. How about that? A great scoring opportunity for Malko. That's a hockey name right there, Andrew. Yeah, it is. Malko. That, sound, that sounds like somebody who, uh, you know, some some uh, big brute from uh, Scandinavia come Malko want beer. That's right. You know? Take you out in the alleyway and lay the boots to you. That's right. right. Malko no like you. <laughs> Malko beat you. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Malko. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry about this. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Andrew, uh, let's look at the predictions for this week's games, and I'm going to kind of give you an, a layup right here because All right. with I, 10 I, minutes I, I, and 33 seconds to go in the second period, Arizona is beating Arizona State. Who do you think is going to win this game? Uh, I'm going to say Arizona wins. <laughs> Oh, cheater. All right. um, Utah travels to Oregon to take on the Ducks up there in Eugene. These will be Utah's last games of the season because they're not playing San Diego State at home. What's going to happen? Utah at Oregon. Utah is now what? Number 17. Oregon, I think we said, was number 33, 30-something. Yeah. You're you're not going to get much credit for beating these guys. You will drop like a rock if you lose to them. So there's a lot on the line. So I'm going to say Utah shows up, takes care of business, and walks away with two Ws. Very good. Utah sweep. I like it. And then after that, we have three conference series. Central Oklahoma goes up to the Jordan Valley Ice Park to take on the Missouri State Ice Bears, where they play great at home. Yes, they do. Central Oklahoma's been on the road, splitting the past two weekends on the road, split at Utah, split at Maryville. Now they're going to Missouri State. What's going to happen at the Jordan Valley Ice Park, Andrew? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Tough, tough decision here. Yeah. The, uh, I, I hate to say it, but I think uh, I'm going to call a split. Ooh, look at that, a split. The folks at UNLV like that one. 
Oklahoma is going up to the Boulder Rec Center to take on the Colorado Buffaloes. Andrew, we were just got through pumping Coach Arvanitas' tires. And uh, what do you think his Sooners are going to be able to do against Benny Taller and his buffs? They, uh, you know, I looking at this and the way things are going, you know, I got to say that this is probably going to be all Colorado here. Ooh, all CU, a CU sweep. All right. I think it could be uh, – I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a split because I think both teams struggle on the offensive side of, of, the, yeah, uh, true. of the thing. Yeah, It could come down to like we were saying, just one one goal, right? One bad goal could be a tipping point. Yeah, yeah. All right, but Andrew's officially calling for a CU sweep. And then the, uh, the last conference series of the weekend, it's out there in the desert. Arizona travels to UNLV to take on the Skating Rebels at the City National Arena. I think you. I think UNLV let it be known that they can be had. They. Uh, I'm going to call a split on the weekend here. Whoa, Andrew! Here I thought you were, you were tilting. You were putting your thumb on the scale in favor of UNLV by calling for the Missouri State UCO split, and instead you're throwing us for a loop. You're calling for a split yeah. in Vegas as well. Uh, that's right. That's right. You know, Arizona. They're fighting for their lives down there, trying to secure that national spot. So yeah. A lot, lot on the line here. They are, they are, they are. All right, so here we go. Um, uh, Andrew says that Arizona currently a 4-1 to one lead with eight minutes to go in the second period. He Andrew is confident in his prediction that Arizona will win that game. <laughs> yeah, way to go. There's a layup. And then uh, Andrew says that Oregon will get swept at home by Utah, that Central, uh, Central Missouri, here I am. Holy crap. You know, Andrew, you know what this is a problem of? This is when you drink too much fat tire when you're trying to do the podcast at the same time. You start mixing and matching things. All right, let's start this over with. Arizona is going to beat Arizona State, according to Andrew. Andrew also says Utah will beat Oregon. Andrew says Central Oklahoma and Missouri State will split, as will Arizona and UNLV while Colorado will sweep Oklahoma. All of those predictions, courtesy of Andrew Majorkirth, please send all of your hate mail and complaints to Quinceanera Reservations at cityofokc.gov. That's right. Yes. All right, Andrew, this is the time of the Suboptimal Podcast where we... Uh, where where get, it gets really suboptimal. <laughs> yeah, where we really probably need an E more than anything. <laughs> this, is, this is my favorite part because, come on, we're just going to talk crap. That's right. So, all right, um, I, before, I, before I let you know, open the floor to you, I just want to say um, the World Cup of University hockey rosters are coming. They have... Uh, I've seen them. They're in my inbox. I know that they are trying to finalize one player on each team. And once those are finalized, we will have a release. I predict the release will come next week, maybe just in time for Valentine's Day. Oh, very, very sweet. Yeah, yeah. And I will, you know what, Andrew? Here's, here's what I will do. I'm going to, a sneak peek, don't tell anybody. Because if you tell somebody, I'm going to get in serious trouble. Um, so here, let me look up the USA roster right here. Um, okay. Uh, UNLV. So there's one UNLV. There's a central Oklahoma. There's another central Oklahoma. So there's two central Oklahomas, two Arizonas. 
Oh, there we go. Okay, so that's it for uh, for Team USA. So we have uh, UNLV, two UCOs, and an Arizona. That should uh, whet some people's appetites. And then we'll let's flip over here to Canada, the uh, team from America's Attic. Let's see, another UNLV, a Central Oklahoma, a UNLV, and a Missouri State. There we go. So there you are. Yeah, we should have some decent representation from uh, from the greatest conference in all of ACHA Men's Division One on both Team USA and Team Canada. So uh, yeah, that should be fun. Anyways, we're I expect those will be uh, released next week with Can names. I'm, I'm sitting here patiently waiting. <laughs> yeah. All right, Andrew, what else do you got for you? Yeah, so I got a gripe for you. You know, I haven't had many gripes this year. You, you've, so. been, you've been surprisingly pleasant. Yeah, you know, I'm really turning a new page here, you know. <laughs> so, But I got one for you tonight. Suck it. Is it, big, is it commissioners that drink beer while they're doing the podcast? Is that what it is? It is not that. Dang it. It is not that. So I am getting roped into having to take my 10-year-old daughter to the movie theater this weekend. Yeah. Not to see a movie. But to watch a BTS concert. No way. Oh. Tell, tell, oh. Tell, tell me more. Is this a recorded concert or is this a live concert? Uh, no, it's recorded. <laughs> it's recorded. Okay. It's recorded. My secretary took her daughter last weekend. Yeah. And I was like, oh. It's like, had I known, I would have just sent my child with you. <laughs> <laughs> It, will this be your first, your daughter's first concert? Yeah, uh, it will be. It will be. And how much of a BTS fan is your 10-year-old daughter? Oh, she knows their names. She knows the songs. She knows some of the dance moves. Wow. All the while, I'm sitting here, who is BTS? What am I getting into? Yeah, bull tucking what? What is the S stand? Bull... Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I have a suggestion yeah. for you. Earplugs. Earplugs. Earplugs are an absolute <laughs> necessity. Earplugs. I brought yeah. I brought my my daughter to uh, the lovely Cam the Ram. I've brought her to her fair share of concerts, and one of them was a Justin Bieber concert. And Andrew, the volume. <laughs> the shrieking volume of the teenage girls was too much. It was uh, insane. It was like a jet fighter was taking off right <laughs> in my ear. Yeah. My so you know my other my other way of trying to get out of this tonight when this all came up, I was like, well, why can't we do this? Why can't I just take you to the movie theater, buy you a ticket? send you off into the theater and I'll just wait out in the lobby. So when you come out, I'll be there. We can go home. Mm -hmm. I got the dad and I got the ominous looking over the reading glasses, a raised eyebrow look as in you're getting ready to die. If you take another breath for my <laughs> wife, you know? Yes. You know, you know why that is right. The, uh, well, there's comfort. A, There's comfort in having dad, daddy there. Now, oh, she yeah. can't be seen talking to you. She can't be seen near you. But by God, you have to be in the vicinity so that in case something goes sideways, you have yep, to be you're, nearby. You're right there. Yep. 
So yes, in, in the the aforementioned Justin Bieber concert, my tickets were in section three O nosebleed, <laughs> and my lovely daughter's tickets were on the floor somewhere. Yep. And uh, I was, it was one of those deals where once we got in and the ticket taker scanned our tickets, it was like, see ya, here's where we're going to meet. Um, Don't, don't call me. Don't, don't come near me. (laughs) There you, there you go. There you go. So yeah, you'll, you'll have a good time. And more importantly, she's going to have a good time and you'll, Uh, uh, it'll create great memories. You'll probably uh, walk away, Andrew, you'll probably walk away being a BTS fan. You know what? You know what? Not since we're talking music right now. I was absolutely shocked in the car this weekend. I almost wrecked as I was driving. Yeah. We're listening to her god awful music, her and my wife, you know. <laughs> and uh you know, and I said, you know what? I've had enough of this. We're gonna I'm I'm playing a song that I like. And so I I threw a little Foo Fighters action at him, you know. Yeah. And uh then my daughter sitting in the back seat says well, why don't you? There's there's one song of one of your favorite bands that I'll listen to if you want to play it. So I say, well, what is that? You know, and you know, almost wrecked the car. She said, why don't you play Mary on a Cross? No, by Ghost. By Ghost. Oh no. I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, I was like, how do you know about that? And she's she's like, I've heard it on the radio, Dad. TikTok. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 So did did you let your lovely did you let your lovely daughter know that uh, you and a couple of the folks from uh, from that uh, aforementioned band are uh, are are acquaintances? Oh, I you know I told her I was like you know great music, and I was like that's not the only great song they have, and (laughs) she said nope, nope, the rest of it's garbage. So you 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 were in for it. That's awesome. I hope you have a great time at the BTS concert. And uh, yeah, you should definitely bring earplugs. And hey, no doubt, you sit at the top of the theater, way back in the corner, and uh, just let let her. Are, is she bringing a friend, or is she just going by herself? Oh no, just the two of us. Oh boy, uh, she might need to make sure that a friend is going to be there so that she can go off and scream and be her normal ten year old self, as opposed to. Uh. Sitting there with her hands in her pockets next to her dad. Yeah, sitting next to boring old dad that has no clue what's going on. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a good time. I'll tell you what. I, I again, many many a concert I've I've been to with uh, with Cam the Ram. I got dragged uh, to go see a, a show at a local amphitheater by a band I had no clue. It was called R Five, and I don't know the name of this family, but it's a. It was basically like five brothers, four brothers, and a sister. Uh, so that's in, in their last name all began with an R. Oh, and sounds terrible already. Th- that's what I thought. And it was one of those <laughs> deals where, you know, you go down and you get right up, you get crushed up by the stage and you have a great time. I'll sit here on the lawn chair and have a great time. And Andrew, I'm telling you what, it was, a re- it was I enjoyed it very much. And oh. R5, especially that album, uh, is is one of my uh, favorites. Now, R5 has since broken up, and now they do other things, and they're called by a whole other name, and only two of the brothers play. The other three and the sister are doing something else. I don't know the whole history, but um, you you will have a better time than you think. <laughs> uh, I hope. <laughs> earplugs are a necessity, though. I, I hope. Earplugs I are hope a necessity. for sure. That's awesome. Well, good for you. Anything else uh, exciting in, in the world of Andrew? The, uh, the the only other exciting thing I've got is I was at the Sam's Club yesterday, yeah. and uh, 
as I was walking out, there was this poor sucker that was uh, trying to load a box of something in the back of his SUV, and uh, the the doors were locked, so he's struggling to knock on the window to get his wife to unlock the door so he could get the back of his car opened up, right? Yeah. And as I'm walking by, I kind of glance over at the guy and kind of kind of chuckle because I'm like, ah, oh, been there, done that, you know, and uh, get, you know, 10, 15 feet from his car. Also, I hear a thud, like like the sound of a watermelon hitting concrete, oh, right? No. And I turn back around. This poor guy got the hatch of the car opened up, but he was six foot, a little over. He absolutely crushed his forehead into the back of the hatch of the SUV to the point that he laid himself out. And the thud that I heard was him laying himself out in the parking lot of Sam's with his box of fruits and vegetables, whatever it was, rolling all over the parking lot. Oh, geez. I was like, I was like, and I hear him go, oh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I turned around and I looked and I was like, Oh man, that had to suck. (laughs) Sympathetic Andrew there. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, You didn't rush to the poor man's aid. No, it was, it, it was raining at the time. So I, I rushed to my truck so I didn't get too wet. (laughs) Such a helpful soul. I'm telling you what, you're what a, what a role model. Yeah. On second thought, Andrew, your daughter's better off. Just buy her a ticket and send her in yourself. (laughs) Send her in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Who cares who's in there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My secretary asked me the same thing. She said, well, did you go help the guy? And I said, no, no, absolutely not. I said, it was raining outside. And I said, and I had to get back to work. I didn't want to be late returning for lunch. Oh, so, you know, I had, I had, I had places I had to be. Priorities. That's right. Oh, all right, Andrew. Well, hey, I, I've got a pet peeve and then I have a, a high recommendation. Are you ready? All right. What do you, what do you want first? Uh, let's go pet peeve. Pet peeve. I pet, my pet peeve is broadcasters. <laughs> who, when they're calling a game involving Colorado State, call the team Colorado. Or when they have a team, when they're calling a game involving Arizona State, call it Arizona. Arizona, yep. I'm telling you what, I saw it the other, uh, someone was, I forget where Colorado State was playing, but the people were constantly calling them Colorado. Um, oh, I know where it was. It was down at Grand Canyon. And then uh, last week when Arizona State was out at San Diego State, the Arizona, the San Diego State um, uh, announcers were constantly calling ASU Arizona, Arizona, Arizona. and I and I know that probably gets really under the skin of uh, most people, uh, especially you know fans of of both of those teams. But you know what? It's just it's not very difficult to get the name of the teams. You only there are only two teams in front of you. It's yeah, not it's difficult not. to get those names accurate. Not, not hard, right? Yeah, and I it's. This was the second or third time that this has happened. It's the first time that I remembered to write it down um, on today's uh, podcast uh, because I've written it down before saying, oh, I got to bring this up, and I never have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's happened. I mean, well, Colorado State came here to uh, to play uh, University of Oklahoma recently, and the Oklahoma broadcasters continually called them Colorado, Colorado, Colorado. 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 And it's like, yeah. it's Colorado State. You know, it's the people from Oklahoma would be upset if you called them Oklahoma State. The people from, you know, Utah would be upset if you called them Utah State. So let's get it right. It's not difficult to be accurate. 
And that's a and out there in the Arizona's that's a uh, that's a heated rivalry out oh, there. Oh, oh, it's a it's a murderous rivalry. So you uh, call Arizona State Arizona? Uh, yeah, those are yeah, borderline fighting words. You're going to get charged with a felony. That's right. So that's all right, so that's my words. pet peeve, my high recommendation, Andrew, and you're going to chuckle at this. And uh, and for for those of you who are not necessarily in our well, I hope you're in our broadcast area. And I hope that uh, those of you nearby the broadcast area here for for Central Oklahoma within the Western Collegiate Hockey League are able to get Bluebell ice cream because Bluebell just put out a new flavor for this, you know, because it's Valentine's, Andrew. It's coming up. But it's called it's something called I Heart Candy. And it's it's not like I love candy. It's I with a big red heart and then candy. And you're like, whoa, okay, that's interesting. And you know me, you've seen me, Andrew. I'm a fan of most any ice cream. <laughs> um, so, and, and Bluebell to me is like the, the it's the gold standard um, of, of ice creams. I know you're into Brahms and you like, you know, jalapeno pistachio and all these kind of exotic, right. exotic things, which are just God awful. <laughs> but um, I'm telling you, Bluebell, I got this, I love candy. It's like vanilla ice cream, vanilla sweet cream. With crunchy, fruity pebbles inside of it. Andrew, it is incredible. Now, I only got the pint, and it's very rich, and I could only, you know, I mean, I had to make it last a couple of days. It wasn't like I could normally, you know, if I get fish food from Ben and Jerry's or Chunky Monkey, I mean, man, I can inhale those things. But uh, I love candy. I heart candy. Man, you should, if, if you're walking by your freezer section and you happen to have Bluebell nearby, Check it out. I'm not getting this is not paid. I wish the people in Brenham, Texas would sponsor us. Um, but, uh, man, it was very, very, very good. Uh, I think the only thing that we can conclude from this is that uh, you may or may not have had too many fat tires tonight. <laughs> How about this? I, did, did I tell you Fat Tire uh, changed out their, their logo again, and they apparently changed yeah. out their, uh, their recipe once again? Really? No, yeah. So better for the worse. Uh, you know, I guess it remains to be seen. It, it's still a work in progress. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to do some more sampling. Um, keep studying, right? Yes, yes. It deserves more study. Um, so far, so good. Um, I was told by the gentleman at the package store that uh, it's more. It's it's um, that it's it's supposed to taste a little bit closer to Bud Light. And I said, well, if that's the case, I just want to return this right now. Right, and, yeah. You know, I'm apologies to Budweiser fans, but uh, or even Bud Light fans, but uh, yeah, that's but, that's not my thing. And uh, yeah. he said, he just looked at me and goes, yeah, I can't do that anymore. So uh, you bought it. It's yours. Ugh, uh, yeah. But oh, uh, right. it's, it's, it's not, I would say it's not watered down like Bud Light is. And it's not. Oh, uh, I just, uh, what, are, what are they doing? I just pulled it up. Yeah, because I didn't know they changed the logo. Yeah, what are they doing? Well, they're that trying. Logo is terrible. Trying to be Earth conscious, uh, and uh, trying to be you know a little bit more on the green side. It's it's uh, it's growing on me. It has a little. It kind of has a little Keith Herring type of a look to it in terms of its uh, artsy. Um, yeah, it's not the traditional um, Fat Tire logo, New Belgium that they put out. Oh, that. That original logo was killer. I, I, I tell you, you know, if we're going to talk original logos, we need to talk the original, original logo with the with the fat tire and the roses and the, the actual bicycle that was on it. Yeah. I and mean, that was the best. 
this is this is a little bit more. It's kind of uh, you know minimalist. It's kind of like I said, a little Keith Haring. Um, it's uh, but you know what? The beer inside the can so far so good. It's not so not too bad. Yeah, that that logo is terrible. I think the Missouri State dads would have would have approved. Quite honestly, <laughs> had had it been available, and they would have sampled many. Their study yeah. would have concluded by now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, but they were studying other things. In yeah. fact, in in fact, I, I gave one of them a hard time because he was walking around with a white claw. Whoa, and I said, party, I said, hey, I, yeah, I said, I bet you 20 years ago, you'd been walking around with a Zima too. And he goes, you know, I used to drink Zima. <laughs> and I was like, oh, 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 there we go. Oh, that's right. Oh, so, man. Yeah. That's- he should have punched me in the face, but uh, thankfully but, he didn't. But he was a nice guy. Yeah. He, he was yeah. probably drunk. Who knows? But he, he wouldn't have known which of the three faces he was looking at the punch. The, uh, now, now, I will give it because I'm still on the on the new Belgium website. Yeah. Their, their voodoo ranger logos are pretty cool. I will give them that. Well, okay. I mean, their logos are cool, but Andrew, I I don't drink the logos. Okay. I drink the beer. No. Yeah. In the, in the beer, the the voodoo ring, I'm not a fan of voodoo ranger. It literally tastes like you poured water through a pine cone. I think that's what you were saying that it wasn't very good. It's very hoppy. And I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a hoppy kind of a guy. I kind of like the, uh, the more the ale, the, the white ales, the, the light ales. So, uh, yeah. Hey, anyways. Um, so, so you're concluding from my ice cream analysis, from my detailed ice cream analysis that I've probably had too many beers. Yeah. Too many, too many fat tires. Tell me, see, this is the high quality analysis that, uh, we come to expect from the WCHL podcast. You have, you have not only, you know, uh, absorbed, the entirety of my ice cream analysis and you've tied it scientifically to the alcohol intake that's right and i mean i'm telling you you did it with deft and with ease (laughs) that's right and we even and we even covered bad logos at the same time (laughs) i don't know keith herring's not bad i kind of like that uh but yeah it's got a little different logo to it doesn't it yeah 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 not a fan no not a fan it's all right you know can't can't we can't all be perfect so that's right all right, Andrew, anything else uh, that we need to chit-chat about before we get the heck out of here? The, uh, I think we have covered all the avenues tonight. All right, here, let's do a really quick uh, look in here, live look. At the end of two periods, Arizona leads Arizona, leads Arizona State by a score of 5-1. to one. Ooh. And um, just happened to, I'll just say this, um, there's a commenter in the YouTube chat by the name of Vanilla Gorilla. <laughs> you know, Andrew, I thought you and I had some great names so I, with me being the white ninja and you being big sugar. Um, <laughs> Vanilla girl is, it might be number three. It might be up there with uh, us. It's up there. It's up there. Uh, I, I can't officially tell you that the call, my call sign on my two way radio at the parks is big sugar. So they have to, when they call me and they want me, they have to say big sugar. We need X, Y, Z. All right. How, how often, big sugar, do they, what a big sugar, we need a hot chocolate ASAP. <laughs> the, uh, the only time, the only time we get them out is when the weather's bad. So <laughs> we don't, we don't use them very often. <laughs> so you haven't been called big sugar yet is and, what you're saying. And, and we were all informed very, very adamantly in a meeting that all conversations on these things were recorded. So <laughs> do not say anything. I was like, hmm. I'm probably going to stay off of that thing. 
<laughs> we don't need to record that for the podcast. That, that's right. Oh, that's too funny. All right, Andrew. Well, hey, listen, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy Wednesday to be on this edition of the uh, Craptastic WCHL podcast. We miss you, buddy, and uh, yeah. miss seeing you at the rink, and uh, it's good to have you on. Good to hear your voice. So uh, thanks for uh, some uh, incredible hockey analysis from a not That's hockey right. guy. And then uh, your incredible uh, or your semi-incredible um, ice cream slash fat tire uh, uh, beer analysis. Mm, it was spot on. We, help, we, we hope that you uh, have a great uh, time at the BTS concert. Oh. It's recorded. That's the thing I can't get over is that people pay for to go watch a recording of a concert i mean yep. you can sit at home in, and watch that on youtube right now in in the movie theater yeah in the movie theater oh boy yeah all right andrew bring uh take care of yourself and then uh, bring yourself some uh, some earplugs would you uh, yeah no doubt follow andrew on twitter at stickford am follow me on twitter at cjp in okla that's if twitter's still working who the hell knows it was down earlier <laughs> today um, the western chl is on uh, twitter at western chl and it's the wchl podcast is on twitter at wchl pod again if twitter's working go ahead and send us a message uh, give us five stars a nice review say nice things about us say bad things about us tell your friends tell your neighbors uh, but just we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to listen to us. We also appreciate you taking time out of your day to uh, go uh, support ACHA hockey. These guys play purely for the love of the game. And if you, uh, uh, I mean, they're, they're paying to play hockey. They're paying hard-earned money to play hockey while they're also being college students. And if you can be there live and in person, that's great. If you can buy some merchandise, that's great. If all you can do is sit and watch it on a YouTube from afar, that's great. We appreciate your your support of them. Um, they deserve it. And uh, especially here in the last uh, couple of weeks of the season as we make the big push to Boston. Andrew, are you going to come with me to Boston? Uh, you know what? Go ahead and hop on the plane. I'll meet you there. You'll meet me there. I was actually thinking about driving. Oh. Come on. Big oh. Sugar and White Ninja cross-country oh, road trip oh man i don't we we barely survived going across oklahoma and the uh texas panhandle <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks to everybody for listening andrew thank you for being part of the podcast uh we'll see everybody at the rink be safe take care of one another andrew i'm gonna hit the button get us out of here would you all right let's get out of here everybody the uh everybody take care of yourselves have fun watching some hockey and we will catch you on the flip side <laughs>